the college experience database top 25 edition on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is the place you want to bet to get on all the college basketball and NBA action. Use the promo code SGP to receive up to a thousand dollars in bonus bets. That's promo code SGP. You play, you win, you get paid over at mybookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com backslash SGP. That's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. We're also brought to you by Monkey Knife Fight. Monkey Knife Fight is the fastest growing daily fantasy site on the planet. And if you use the promo code SGP, you get a hundred percent deposit for up to a hundred dollars. That's monkeyknifefight.com promo code SGP. And last but not least, we're brought to you by the NBA frauds contest on the NBA odds pod. We're giving away a thousand dollars. If you're able to identify the frauds for the second half of the NBA season, just go to sgpn.io backslash NBA frauds. That's sgpn.io backslash NBA frauds. Welcome to the college experience. My name is Colby swinging database Dan. <laughs> what is up people? What is up? Look, the swinging, the swinging database Dan is here. There's whatever the fuck my name is. Pick Dundee is here. It's solo time. All right. Look, it's been a while since I've rocked solo and I had to rock solo because Patty seeing the place to be is occupied because I am en route basically to Cleveland. If we have any college experience or SGP fans out there, this, uh, by the time you're listening to this, I will be in Cleveland. So hit me up if you want to get up for a beer. And then uh, Tuesday, I will be in Dayton, Ohio to check out Rhode Island and Dayton, the top two teams in the A10. Going head to head. Once again, if you know any of these, any places want to get up, grab a beer, whatever, I'll buy you a beer. Come out to old Dayton, Ohio. And then finally, Wednesday, I drive over to Indianapolis, Indiana. Check out Xavier, who's red hot at Butler. Butler needs that one. We're going to be, me and NC Nick will be at these games. We'll be in Indianapolis. If any, any, any people, any listeners in Indy, hit me up. Want to get up, grab a beer? We, we can we can arrange that. Uh, but I'm looking forward to this week. So Patty C unfortunately can't talk about how great the weekend was right now. Because what a fucking weekend in sports. What a weekend in sports. I mean, the first thing you could just just off the I mean, uh, you know me. You guys know me. College basketball, it's 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 chaos this year. But I'll get there. I got the database top 25. We got Twitter questions coming. A lot of Twitter questions, uh, more, more than normal came in today and, uh, XFL. Let's just, uh, let's just talk about it. I was impressed with the product. 
I hope you were too. I saw they got like 4 million uh, views on that DC game. The first game, I guess. The uh, Dragons at the uh, Defenders in Washington, D.C. Look, I was impressed with the product. Now, I will say Saturday's games were better than Sunday. Sundays were a little slower. But overall, I was, I was really, really impressed with the product. thought it was better than the AAF. And I like the AAF. Uh, my only knock, I, you know, I see, I, I see all over social media that everyone loves this kickoff thing. I, I, you know, I just don't, uh, I, I'm not on board, not on board. I, you know what? And I think it's kind of a myth. I think it's kind of a play. The NFL, like most of your injuries happen on uh, special teams. I don't know that I, like, I know that they they, they quote these stats. I just don't know that I'm buying it. And even if so, even if so, now I know right, right now, whatever the NFL does, they just kick off out of bounds. It's fucking useless. So I guess this version of special teams that the XFL has right now is better. But overall, I, I'm just in favor of the old, call me old school, call me uh get off my lawn style, eat Clint Eastwood. But I just feel like, uh, what's wrong with the old, the old, yeah, players get injured. Apparently, apparently so much. No, I don't remember every single time special teams happening that players were getting injured. I don't believe that. I don't believe I would love to see the percentages. Now, and even if it, even if they are the highest percentage of plays you get injured, I still highly doubt the percentage is so high that you should just get rid of the play. Why do we watch boxing guys? Why do we watch UFC? Why to see the contact to see things happen. That's why we want to watch that. And that's why I'll, I'll, I will personally embrace the first league that does that. But overall, I was impressed with the XFL. I, I mean, like I said, there's some things I thought like it on a one to 10 scale, it was an eight, which is, which is more than I thought. I thought probably coming in, I was like, give me a six or seven and I'm happy. Gave me an eight. I was impressed. I thought, no, I still thought they cut to the sidelines a little too much for me. Um, I don't need to hear a player after an interception. I don't need to hear what he's got to say. He's out of breath. I, I, there's no appeal to that to me for with that, but I will say like the appeal, the other appeal though, that I thought worked out in their favor is I kind of like how they forced the punters to have to kick it in bounds. Um, if they had a real kickoff, I would, you know, even if it was NFL kickoff, but right now with the NFL's rules where most are touchbacks, it'd be fantastic if they forced the kicker to kick it into the field of battle. Um, what else from XFL that really stood out? I mean, I thought the game, like I said, Saturday's games were fantastic. Enjoyed both of them. I mean, I enjoyed the whole weekend. Really? I guess the Vipers guardians won this morning for me and me, me out here in LA. I thought it was a little weak. Probably the most boring game of the weekend. I thought the the Battle Hawks game was fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was really impressed. I'm on board, man. I'm on. I'm fully on board. You'll catch me uh, subscribing. I mean, look, I'm not a hard man to please. I loved the fucking World Football League. You know what I mean? I would I would watch all those games. I love football, and I think XFL has put a solid product out there that will keep me in tuned and I, and I do believe in it. I still believe that spring football and summer football, whatever. So I think football can be played year round in America. 
I think football is, you know, one of the greatest sports, if not the greatest sport on the planet. I've always said football and basketball can be played year round. Look at these soccer countries with soccer. They do it year round, different leagues, different styles. So why can't we do that with football and basketball? Those two sports should be played year round. There should be a competitor to the NBA. And we watch that and we have college basketball, just like we have college football and, uh, and, and now the XFL and the NFL and even dude, I mean, I cut, I watched CFL games pretty much. I grew up in a household. We watched everything. I can remember USFL. We would get into arena football. I mean, I can name players. It's just retarded. And like we were deep into arena football at one point in the nineties with Kurt, when Kurt Warner was on the Iowa barnstormers and honky Cooper was on the Arizona rattlers and shit like that. We were, we were watching uh, a lot of games, Randy Gatewood. I remember the CFL when they went American, they had the Baltimore uh, stallions. They won the fucking gray cup a couple of times. They had Mike Pringle and Tracy ham. Dexter Manley, I even think got, got some PT on one of those teams or Alvin Watt, one of the two. Um, but overall good weekend, great weekend, actually great fucking weekend. Just getting the fact that you get to watch football. It's great to see these players have the opportunity to, uh, you know, some of the players have had injuries or maybe they just weren't in the right mix, uh, on certain rosters. And now they have this league where they can, and I know they have the CFL, but I, I I'm on board with them having more than one league, especially now that arena's gone and world football or world league's gone. I think this is a great thing. And I think we should have, I mean, I would, I would even be in favor of another league, but I don't want, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but, um, I'm loving it. I'm loving the product. I'm loving everything, everything they have going on really. Um, so Kudos to the XFL and, 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 and Vince East ECU ECU. <laughs> um, and the stadium. Yeah. How about that? The stadium attendances were pretty good. Uh, I have the, I have it right in front of me right now. So the DC defenders, which hosted the, uh, the, the Seattle dragons or the sea dragons, as I like to say, they had 17,163 uh, people. It's a good turnout in the stadium that seats like 18,000 or something. I forget the exact number. That's pretty much a sellout. Then in Houston, which was actually the highest of, of all four uh, home games, the, uh, the Roughnecks had 17,815 people. And then in New York City, which this one was pretty shocking to me. New York City, the Guardians, 17,634, second highest. And then third highest was Dallas with 17,206. DC got fourth, but their stadium is the smallest. So that's kind of, if you watched some of the other ones, like in New York, they're playing at, at, at uh, you know, the Jets and the Meadowlands, essentially. And, and it looked empty on the second row. First row looked looked packed, but the second row like just didn't have didn't have people on the second deck. You know what I mean? Like seventeen thousand. But I thought that's a good turnout, man. And even Patty C uh, did some deep diving, and that's better than uh, what the MLS does. So if they can just keep it up, which I think they will keep it up, I'm curious about LA. The, that's the big that's the big one there because I'm curious if LA can, can, can get to a, a New York number 17,000. I'd say it's a win if LA can get to 15,000 or more because New York cares more about football than LA. Um, 
but I, but I can, can tell you this though. The other three teams I think should do decent Seattle. I'm just assuming a lot will show up. Washington's kind of an underrated football state. Uh, they come out for their soccer teams. They used to come out for the Seattle supersonics. It's a good sports town. So I'm assuming they're going to, they, they'll have a decent amount, decent turnout. Tampa, I would assume is, is good. The Apollos weren't terrible in the XFL. I mean, or in the AAF. I mean, um, a lot of arena teams were down there. I can remember like it used to be the, uh, the Miami Hooters or, or there used to be a bunch of different arena teams from, from Orlando to Miami to wherever. So I would assume the Florida football culture is pretty strong that they'll be fine. And then the one that will be the best is the St. Louis battle Hawks because they, the NFL, you know, took away their team. I saw bars that were packed. I expect them to, to really uh, bring in a big number in that uh, former Ram stadium in the dome. So, I mean, I think that's promising. You got to be happy with that. Overall product was good. Overall product, especially considering me, considering that a few starting quarterbacks were out like Josh Johnson, Landry Jones. Um, I think, I think those might've been the only two, but I mean, that's, there's only eight teams in the whole fucking league. So that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, what else? What else? By the way, how about the battle Hawks safety? Uh, Kenny Robinson. Didn't, I was not aware. Somehow they got past me that he was a college player at West Virginia this past year. And he left to go to the XFL. I think part of it was academics. He was struggling with the, the, to keep the grades up, but I think he's the first true college player to just dip out and go to the XFL. And apparently he's like on the NFL radar. Like he could be drafted in the middle of this fucking league, which is a trip, which is a trip. So keep an eye out on Kenny Robinson safety for the battle Hawks. Um, college basketball. Oh man. It is fucking amazing. I think, I think, well, let me see if I can find the record on, uh, but I mean, just, just off the top of my head, guys, um, the Auburn LSU game. I mean, does it get, I thought it wasn't going to get any better. And then it might've even gotten better when Duke Carolina played, but Auburn LSU back and forth. I mean, anyone that watched this game, I think has got to, gotta be of the opinion that LSU is the better team, almost like 98% of the game. And then Auburn just went crazy. Auburn does that a lot. Like Arkansas was beating Auburn. A few other teams were beating Auburn. And then like the final couple minutes, man, they come on strong. They come on really strong. So, uh, Hey, I mean, whatever, whatever Bruce Pearl is doing down there, it's working now. He's, I give him a hard time. I call him the used car salesman. Cause he reminds me of a used car salesman, but Hey, he's getting the job done. Took him to a final four. They lost players. No one thought they'd be this good this year. So, uh, Hey, kudos to, uh, to Auburn. That game was fantastic though. I mean, what a treat. I was, I was going back and forth like this weekend for sports. I was just going back and forth left and right. Oh, the XFL. I want to see these new games. That were that were pretty good for the most part. I think what like three out of the four. I mean, I know the, the L.A. Houston game got got out of hand late, but that was a, that was a good game for a while. The D.C. Seattle game was good, and the uh, the St. Louis uh, Dallas game was good. And then I'm going back and forth on you know, especially on Saturday. I got both games going on. I got uh, you know Auburn LSU, Virginia Tech BC. 
St. Louis Dayton, uh, you know, just fucking good game after good game. And then I some flip it over, flip it over later, Duke Carolina in a classic. I mean, is there a better rivalry in sports really that gives you more classic games? I, I was me and NC Nick were talking about this. I was saying, man, maybe, maybe Auburn, Alabama, because let's be honest, like Michigan, Ohio state's great rivalry. There hasn't been that many great games lately. I mean, you have the, that couple inch first down one, but there's been a lot of blowouts. Um, I mean, I, army Navy, maybe I know there's been a lot of close games there. Not this year though, but Duke Carolina. And I think part of the fact, yeah, you play each other twice, maybe three times. If, if you line up in the ACC tournament, that helps because football doesn't have that option of playing uh, multiple times in, in, in a season unless you meet again in the, uh, but most rivals are in the same side of the division. Um, but what a game. I mean, they, that game was like a 13 point game with like three minutes left or five minutes left, whatever the fuck it was. Just an unbelievable, like hitting the, hitting the, the front of the rim, the way he did and then grabbing the ball. I mean, he loses the ball for a second, then he, then he, then he shoots it and makes it, sends it into overtime, and then in overtime. Now they did. I will say this, and we all know this. The refs blew a gigantic call in that game. That was a foul. Forget the players. Forget the, which which player it was. That was a complete foul. I think that free throw shooter though was like one of five for the day, and two of those misses were fucking atrocious. So they were down one. So I don't know. They put it like this. Just, Duke should be rewarded for having that guy even touch be, be touching the ball at that point in the game because he was a complete liability from the free throw line. There should have been a foul called. I get it. I, I I'm with you, you Tar Heels fans, but let's be honest. I highly doubt he makes both. Maybe he makes one and that's, and Duke gets, gets uh you know, three seconds to try to score and win the game or four seconds, whatever the time was. But yeah, maybe it's in, maybe it goes to double overtime. You got a legit gripe. That was a fucking terrible, terrible no call there. There was a terrible no call today in the Yukon game. Yukon Cincinnati. Cumberland for uh, Cincinnati gets the ball and uh basically pump fakes, gets the defender in the air and goes right up into him. And it was a huge foul. Huge fucking foul. They got they no call it. Uh they don't call it. And um Cincinnati loses a game in overtime by one to UConn. And that's one that believe it or not, guys could really cost Cincinnati. If they don't win the AAC. That's one that could come back to bite them because UConn doesn't have that great of a record. UConn's much better than their record indicates. UConn won at Tulsa. By the way, what is happening to Tulsa? Now they lose at UCF. Were they a flash in the pan? Starting to believe that starting to believe they're a flash in the pan. Hmm. I'm drinking a Greyhound here. I'm talking by myself. I got my dog sitting next to me. It's tough doing the solo show. Because I just sit there and I try to create arguments with myself. Um, but I got, I mean, I mean, how about Seton Hall winning at Villanova for the first time since, since what? Like fucking 19, fucking 95 or something. Something absurd like that. Just great games all around. I'm going to go through. Let's go through. Friday. Friday, the Harvard-Yale game. 
I don't know. I, I think some of you guys watched this because this game was bonkers. I had Harvard plus the points I covered, but I mean, they did not, they did not make it easy because they were up. I mean, granted I was getting six points, so I won by seven, but I thought the game was going to go into overtime or, or, or just flat out lose. Yale missed a free throw to essentially uh, tie that game and send it into overtime. And Yale had all the momentum. It was at Yale. Um, but this game was, this game was wild because Harvard was up like 14 with like a few minutes left in this game. Yale storms back. And then they, 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 they're down four and you're thinking, ah, oh, it's over. Dude, like banks in a three and gets fouled, but he misses the free throw. It was a guard too. It's like one of the better players in their team. And, uh, and Harvard escapes. It's a great fucking game though. Um, well, I, I guess I should touch on Thursday too, because we recorded on, on uh Wednesday last, but Thursday, what, what was the big ones? I mean, Charleston, Charleston blew out William and Mary. If you follow CAA basketball, it's really going to come down to what? I mean, Charleston Hofstra's running away with it a little bit. Charleston and Delaware's hot again. Delaware was my prediction preseason prediction. They got cold in the middle of the year, but now they got hot again. So watch out for the blue hands. Um, Thursday running down the line here, running down the line on what was eventful on Thursday evening. The, the slate wasn't that great. Okay. You had UConn whoop up on Tulsa in, in Tulsa. That was surprising to me. Danny Hurley's doing a good coaching job at UConn and that team's better than their record. They've had some heartbreaking losses. They're better than their record. Uh, Cincinnati beats Wichita on Thursday. That was a crazy game. Dumb foul at the end of that game too. That was a foul, but I mean, Wichita is fading. Is there a team? There's like four or five teams that are just completely fucking fading right now. Virginia tech is a team that just, I mean, loses in overtime to BC in a game. They really needed I mean, this team. They're running out of opportunities. If, if I don't even, I think they're pretty far away now. Like two weeks ago, they were on the bubble. Things are headed south in Blacksburg, uh, despite Mike Young having a having a good first uh, good first year to start things off at first. They were projected last in the ACC, so um, but they're they're fading. Uh, who else is like really stands out as a team that's fading? Uh, Memphis. How about Memphis? What the fuck is going on at Memphis? Penny Hardaway, get your get your team together. You're too talented to be dropping games at home to South Florida. And what you barely beat UCF, and then you 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 got destroyed by uh, Tulsa by forty. You're up by fifteen. SMU ends the game at a fifteen zero run. Wins at Memphis. This team was good earlier in the year. I know there's no James Wiseman, but uh, they're they're a team that's fading. And and I'll stay in the AAC. Wichita State. This team was like fifteen and one or something, like two weeks ago. They got their ass kicked by Houston today. And they lost a close one to Wichita and they lost a close one. I mean, sorry, they lost a close one to Cincinnati. They lost a close one to Tulsa at the buzzer, but they're, they're, they, this team is, I know they're incredibly young. I think they only have like one senior that gets playing time. So this whole team's coming back next year. But I thought earlier I was on a couple, I was on, a, I was a guest on a podcast a few weeks ago and I was saying, Hey, they're a dangerous team, but that's the way this college basketball season's going because look right now, they don't even look like a fucking tournament team to me. I mean, I think they're still in right now, but not by much. They got to get their shit together fast. Uh, Thursday, Colorado Cal. 
Colorado takes down Cal. I think Colorado is the only team at the moment, which I think you, I guess they're the best. I think they are the best team in the Pac-12 right now. I mean, Arizona lost to UCLA this weekend. Pac-12 starting to look a lot like Pac-12 football. Because what? Oregon State beats Oregon. Uh, UCLA beats Arizona at Arizona. USC shits the bed, blows like a 12-point lead against Arizona State. Uh, Washington State takes down Washington. Talk, that's another team, Washington. Absolutely cold. Based on their talent, they should be a lot better. But the Pac-12 is beating the fuck out of each other. Cal's a lot better than people realize. Uh, they've been coming on late. I mean, they've been losing games, but they're, they're much more com- competitive. They did beat Washington. They did beat Stanford. Uh, Stanford loses at, at Utah. Just a bunch of, a bunch of wild games here. Colorado, Colorado's been the best out of the bunch. Colorado destroyed USC. Yeah, I know Colorado lost to UCLA like a week ago, but after that, they destroyed USC. They handled business against, uh, against Cal. Cal kept it close. And then they beat, they beat Stanford. Come back from like down 14 to beat Stanford. Um, other key ones on Thursday, Western Kentucky took care of Louisiana Tech. So I think Western Kentucky's, even though they went on that two game, uh, if you follow conference, you would say basketball, they went on that two game stretch where they lost to the Florida schools, Florida international, Florida Atlantic. They respond with a, with a nice win over Louisiana tech and they struggled uh, today, but they did beat Southern miss. So they, they control. And, and then Louisiana tech took an L in overtime to, uh, to Marshall, by the way, I mean, how about, how about college basketball? Just on Saturday, there was 15 overtime games, 15, 15. That that's, that's the most, uh, on a single day in two years. And I believe, I mean, if you add in the weekend, cause if you add in Sunday, uh, UConn, UConn Cincinnati went to overtime and, uh, and Marshall Louisiana tech went to overtime and probably a few others. Crazy. It's a crazy college basketball season. I love it. I absolutely fucking love it. Uh, Thursday, Arizona took down USC. A lot of carnage in this Pac-12. Utah beat Stanford in overtime. BYU, I mean, it's not really. Arizona State beats UCLA by like 30. Actually, more like 18, but still. Pacific takes care of San Francisco. I mean, how about Gonzaga? Gonzaga is just handling business. I mean, I thought that St. Mary's game was going to be good. St. Mary's beat Gonzaga last year, but this Gonzaga team, perhaps better. Sometimes I I made this case a few, a uh, few episodes ago that sometimes the more talented team, like, you know, last year's Gonzaga team is probably more talented. I would say definitely more talented than this year's Gonzaga team, but that doesn't mean you play better as a team. Sometimes that's the way things go. And that's maybe why this Gonzaga team is looking like, Hey, could they win the national championship? I know we tend to fade Mark few in the tournament with it, but I mean, he got to the national championship not that long ago. Didn't lose by much, but yeah, I mean, I thought last year we might've been their year. They came up short, real short, actually, in my opinion, based on their regular season. Maybe this is this is the year that they're flying under the radar. We look at their team and say how that they're good, but they're not that talented. But maybe they are. Maybe they are. Uh, those are most of Thursday's games. Like I said, Friday you had the uh, the Harvard Yale. 
You had uh, Friday. You had uh, some good games in the MAC. Kent State losing Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois coming out of nowhere, playing some good ball in the MAC. And uh, Buffalo still hanging around. I know the Arizona schools don't want to see Buffalo in the NCAA tournament. Maryland finally grabbing road wins. Huge road win at Illinois. Maryland, I know I talk shit about Mark Turgeon. But I got to be honest, this Maryland team's starting to play really good basketball. And I don't think there's many teams more talented than Maryland. So if they can get their shit together, Mark Turgeon might have me eat my words because as far as talent goes, I'd say they're as talented as pretty much anyone in the almost anyone in the country. Like they're a top five most talented team to me in college basketball. From an athletic standpoint, from guard play to, to, to big men, they're just fucking good. So if they can get going, watch out for the Terps. I mean, especially before, before they were losing like every road game. It seems like they kind of figured a little bit something out. You know what I mean? Like they've won a few road games in a row. So watch out for the Terps. Um, those are Friday's games. I'm going to get the Saturdays and recap. I'm going to recap basically all that, uh, that we've talked about over the past couple of days. And then I'll get into the Dante base top 25. And then we will answer Twitter questions. We've got a lot of Twitter questions. Some of them fucking hilarious Twitter questions. So stick around, stick around. Um, where are we at here? Where are the fuck are we at here? The college experience on, on our own network now. But we're still affiliated with the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. The Super Bowl may be over, but every game is the big game over at MyBookie.ag. And MyBookie's got it all from the NBA to college basketball to XFL to the Premier League. They got it all. You can even pull your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you got a couple of big favorites this week, parlay wagers. Let you bet multiple games together. And if they all come through, you win big. It's called a fucking parlay. Do it. But my bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. And if you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to a thousand dollars. That means if you deposit 2000, you'll get an extra thousand dollars in free money to play with. All you have to do is enter the promo code SGP to activate this offer. Once again, that's promo code SGP to get the extra cash from my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid over at mybookie.ag. Speaking of which, XFL predictions. I had to write a segment for sportsgamblingpodcast.com, which I will do every week of the 10-week season and the postseason after that. I went 2-2. Two and two. Wait, did I go 2-2? Two and two? Yes, I did go 2-2. Two and two. But I also didn't know. Well, the big one was, I had the Battle Hawks, and I said, take it money line also. Battle Hawks, money line, 10 point dog at the, at the Dallas Renegades came through. Now, I will say, LA backfired for me. That was another dog that I liked, but I didn't know that their starting quarterback, Josh Johnson, wasn't going to play. And that's another thing is they traded their backup, Luis Perez, to the Guardians so that they were basically had a new quarterback in there that barely was, had very, he was not very familiar with the system. And he played, he played pretty good considering. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, uh, I think Josh Johnson is maybe the best quarterback in the whole league. 
Although I guess Philip Walker is going to make me eat my words because he looked fucking money. See what June Jones can do to a quarterback. Colt Brennan, Tim, uh, Timmy Chang, uh, Jeff George, Chris Miller, Warren Moon. I mean, Colt Brennan and Timmy Chang were on fire at, at Hawaii. Shit, Nick Rolovich, the current Washington State coach, money quarterback at Hawaii under uh, June Jones. He can. He's a very quarterback-friendly head coach. Um, so yeah, but Hey, I want to brag a little bit about that, that 10 point dog. I think that even, that might, that line even went to like 10 and a half, 11, I think battle Hawks, <laughs> horrible fucking name. I don't care what anyone says. Um, let's just, let's just, uh, oh yeah. I'm, t- I'm talking college basketball Saturday games. I almost went right into the, uh, Dante base top 25. DePaul. Loses to Georgetown and Georgetown still alive. DePaul, I mean, DePaul was winning at halftime and looking like the better team, I feel like. And then Georgetown made a run and they, and, and DePaul is being DePaul. I mean, I was really impressed with them at a conference. Now they can't buy a fucking win to save their life. Uh, Michigan beats Michigan state. I was on the wrong side of that one. Michigan state. Good luck. I mean, you're 16 and eight. You're going to make the tournament, but, uh, your next game's at Illinois. I don't think you'll win that. You're not very good. And then you're home to Maryland, who's suddenly learning how to win on the road. I don't think you're going to win that. So after that, you're at Nebraska, which, which, which even that, Nebraska's been shitty this whole year. Fred Hoiberg, year one, horrible. But they have played decent at home. They've upset a few teams like Purdue. And I think maybe Minnesota was it Minnesota. They beat, I know they beat Purdue. They beat somebody else too. a couple. They have a couple big 10 wins on at in Lincoln that you're just like, what the fuck? So uh, good luck, Michigan state, but Michigan grabs the win that Michigan. I mean, that, that was a game for both teams that they really needed the win. Michigan grabs that huge win. Uh, now that now they, uh, now they hit the road. To take on Northwestern, who played it, played Rutgers. Actually, I think that was another overtime game today. Rutgers almost shot themselves. Almost Rutgers almost Rutgered the 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 thing, because this is a team that was projected to. Uh, I'm sorry, they weren't projected to be good this year, but they're having this Cinderella year early on. And then all of a sudden they drop a few, and you're thinking, uh oh, I don't know about Rutgers. I don't know about Ron Harper Jr. But then. I mean, they were down big today to Northwestern. They stormed back, got the dub. Uh, but Michigan needed that win because Michigan was almost on the outside. So huge win for the Wolverines. Kansas took care of TCU. BC beats Virginia Tech. Uh, LSU Auburn, fantastic game. SMU Temple. SMU was up like 18 in this game. Fucking blew it. Ah. <laughs> uh. That one's killer because SMU looked like a team that might make the tournament. That's a huge loss. Uh, Kentucky, one of my locks hit on that. I had a, I had a good Saturday. I think I went four and two on my locks in college basketball on Saturday. And then I went, uh, what? One and one in XFL. So yeah. Um, what else were the big ones on Saturday? Purdue. Oh, Bobby Knight. We had Bobby Knight, man. That was what's great too. It was great to see Bobby Knight come back to, uh, IU. Whether you love him or hate him, you got to admit this guy's good for college basketball. 
He was getting the fans jacked up. He was fucking grabbing Isaiah Thomas, yelling things at him, saying, Hey, play some fucking defense. <laughs> Still a maniac, it looks like, but you got to love Bob Knight. Put a statue of that motherfucker. I, I co sign whoever tweeted that. Um, Purdue, though, grabbed that win, man. Purdue's a strange team. They're better than, I don't know, man. It's just a, just when you think Purdue's out, they beat like Iowa by 50, and then they go on the road and take care of Indiana. Boilermakers showing life, showing lots of life. Furman beat Western Carolina. That was a game that I thought was going to be closer. Furman handling business on the road. Um, North Texas took down UAB. North Texas, are they suddenly the, like, this team struggled at the gate, but they're red hot in the Conference USA. Them and Western Kentucky look like the top two. Who would have thought? The Mean Green? Ole Miss destroys Florida. St. Louis loses to Dayton. That was a good game, though. Uh, how about this one? West Virginia upset by Oklahoma. All of a sudden, you want to talk about a team that's hot, that's flying under the radar? How about the Sooners and Lon Kruger? Playing good basketball lately. Fighting their way into this tournament, I think. Um, what else? Pitt took care of Georgia Tech. I think Pitt's still alive. Still still alive to do some things. Uh, obviously, Seton Hall wins at Nova for the first time in forever. Huge game. Um, here's a big one in the A-10. St. Bonaventure took down Duquesne. And I thought Duquesne, uh, that one shocked me. The Bonnies. The Bonnies. They're a really young team. Grabbing a big win. Missouri took down Arkansas in overtime. Suddenly, my, like, like I said, two or three weeks ago, I thought Arkansas was maybe a team that was flying under the radar. Now this team can't buy a win. The season's wild, guys. It's absolutely fucking wild. Um, officer took care of Northeastern CAA. Penn State, Minnesota. By the way, if you bet this game and had Minnesota, you're the luckiest motherfuckers on the planet. Penn State was up by a lot of points the whole game. Uh, easily covering, and then Minnesota with the last second cover. Um, Northern Iowa took care of Drake. Drake was up big at halftime too, man. Or no, I think actually right before the half, uh, Drake was like, I want to say they were up like 10, 12, 14 points. I think Northern Iowa did cut it down to like five or six right before the half. But AJ Green in Northern Iowa, AJ Green had 34 points. That's a point guard. Sick. He had like six or seven threes, uh, in this game. I was watching this game. Uh, Northern Iowa's 21 and three. Keep an eye out for the Panthers. Um, Virginia at Louisville. That's a bullshit cover too, man. I thought Louisville, I mean, Louisville was the better team in this game. Usually up 14 at halftime. Fucking Virginia gets that cover. I wish I could shit on Patty C here. Uh, but he was actually on Louisville too, but, uh, Texas tech takes down Texas. Shaka smart. Start looking for, for a new job because you're done. I'm like 99% sure you're done. Like I said, Penny Hardaway loses to South Florida. South Florida is a feisty team when they're on, they can, they can, they can, they can fuck with, with teams, but Memphis though, what is happening to your season? Uh, what else? I didn't run into all this. I should get to the database top 25, but I do want to touch Gonzaga St. Gonzaga St. Mary's. That was like the most, one of the most impressive games of the weekend. Alabama, Georgia was a good one. Bama still staying alive. Iowa responds, you know, after they got their ass kicked by Purdue with the big win against Nebraska. Colorado takes down Stanford. 
Baylor still wins. OK State kept it close, covered for me. Uh, Creighton takes down St. John's and Duke Carolina with the wildest game. Always the wildest game from the from the days where Capel hit that half court shot to all of them. They're just fucking wild. They're must watch TV. Must watch TV. Um, and so, I mean, yes, I'm not going to go through what else. Okay. San Diego state still undefeated guys. They, they beat air force like everyone fucking predicted. Oh, wake wake forest. Syracuse was a fucking just, it's amazing. Wake forest found a way to lose that game. I don't understand. I don't understand how they lost that game. What else? BYU beats up on San Fran. Obviously, I touched on UCLA coming up with a huge win. Probably the biggest under the Mick Cronin era. Oregon State beats Oregon. What the fuck? What the fuck is that? Oregon State, I guess, still alive. What the hell's happened in the Pac-12? You tell me. How about Marquette? Marquette beats Butler today. Butler's Butler started out red hot, but that's a talk about a team that's fading. I mean, we mentioned DePaul, we mentioned uh, Virginia Tech, we mentioned Washington, we mentioned Wichita and Memphis. Is it time we put Butler in there? I don't know. I'm going to be there in a couple of days. It's a must-win game. Xavier's red hot. Watch out for Xavier. The Musketeers are playing great basketball right now. That's a big one. Ohio State finally beats Michigan, and then they go on the road to uh, up, up to Madison, take a big L. So they're going to be back on bubble, bubble duty. Uh, UCF beats Tulsa today. So Tulsa was a pretender, it seems like. Loyola beats Valpo, but barely just stay in the mix. Loyola got their ass kicked earlier in the week. Notre Dame's actually kind of hot. Notre Dame's won a few in a row. And then obviously the Northwestern Rutgers game that I touched on. Um, yeah. Let's just get to the database top 25. But before I do, before I do, and I hope you're, you're not hating the solo podcast of hearing my fucking voice for like an hour. But if so, well, I don't know. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, I want to tell you that the college experience is brought to you by ACE per head. Ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how? Well, ACE per head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all inclusive professional betting site with all the lines up to date or updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7, and they have some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com backslash SGP. That's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. Whew. All right. Number 25 in the database top 25 is the Oregon Ducks. I don't know what to make of this fucking team. One week they look great. The next week they look like shit. I don't know what's going on in the Pac-12. Pac I don't know that I like Oregon that much anymore. Earlier, in, yeah, a month ago, I would have been like, hey, man, they, they could go deep. Now I'm like, hey, I don't They could lose in the fucking first round. But they're talented. They're talented. So I don't know. But I got the Ducks at 25. So we're at 19. They lost to Oregon State. They should be lucky they're even in the top 25 because I should probably put Mississippi State in there over them. 
But I do think if they played right now in a, in a game where everything mattered, I think Oregon would, would be the better team and get the win. But man, there's room for concern in Eugene. Sorry, let me drink some of this Greyhound. At 24, I'm going to the Southern Conference. I'm going with East Tennessee State. The guys, this team's legit. They keep a good program there. They, might, they had a run in the tournament not too long ago. They made the tournament a couple other times too. I think they lost in the first round to Florida State one of those years. This team's athletic. They're good, and they only have a couple losses all year. They won at LSU, and like I said, LSU... They didn't drop much to me, even though they lost at Auburn, because I felt like they were kind of the better team most of that game. But keep an eye out for East Tennessee State. Now, this this conference is tricky, though, because they're going to need to win. I don't think their strength of schedule is good enough. So they're going to need to win their conference. And once again, this is one that I plead that there should be more than one team because this conference is good. Furman is really good. Western Carolina is good. Uh... I mean, there's like five. There's like five good teams. UNC Greensboro is good. Uh, but right now I got the uh, East Tennessee State. I think what are they? Buccaneers? I forget. I think I think I think they're Buccaneers. At twenty four, and they deserve it. At twenty three, once again, you might want to tie a cinder block to this team because they've been fading fast. I got the Butler Bulldogs, but they were red hot this year and they got some great wins on their resume. So I don't think you can have them outside of the top twenty five. And Kamar Baldwin is one of the best players in the country. So there's plenty of reason to think, hey, why can't this? I mean, this team's still capable of winning the Big East tournament. This team's still capable of making a really good run in the NCAA tournament. I mean, can you really tell me there's, I know they just got their ass whooped by Marquette today, but I would not be shocked if Butler's in the Final Four. That's what's crazy about this college basketball season. I mean, you could literally take teams in from like 40 to 60 and say, hey, yeah, they could do it. Uh, at 23, I got Rutgers, the Scarlet Knights, and they got, they're lucky because they needed to come back. If they would have lost at home to Northwestern, that would have been a brutal fucking loss. But they, they, they made it happen. They got the dub and, and they lived the fight another day. Um, at 21, I got the Houston Cougars. They're, they're actually hot. They're hot right now, man. They destroyed fucking Wichita today. I like this team. I think this team is dangerous. Said it all year. I say that for every team. But watch out for the Houston Cougars. At 20, I got Texas Tech. I know you know you know this story. They went to the NCAA championship last year and probably should have won it. But this team is really good. They could do it again this year. I don't think they will. But they they could go deep. At nineteen, I got the Illini, the Fighting Illini. Look, a little hiccup, lose a couple games. It's okay. Focus, respond this week. You'll be back up in the top twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Um, I mean, let Maryland lose a game. They're still in the thick of this. They're still in the thick of this. If you're an Illini fan, don't panic. Uh, at 18, I got the West Virginia Mountaineers. They were playing red hot. And then they went to Norman and just got their ass up. Kind of that whole game. I watched a decent amount of it. The same. What scares me about these teams with West Virginia is they just can't score at times. They'll go through long periods of games without scoring. You've probably heard me 
say this for a couple of years, the downfall of Bob Huggins teams, because like once you get in the tournament and you play someone that can score a little bit, even though you play amazing defense, yeah, you can't go through five minutes without a basket and expect to win these games. Uh, but I got West Virginia. They're still having a great year. Still got a great resume. Um, at number 17, I got Northern Iowa. And frankly, I think this team might start to need to be a little bit higher. Um, it's really hard to make the top 25 right now, especially once you get outside the top five. But I got the Panthers of Northern, Northern Iowa at 17. At 16, I got the LSU Tigers. We Tigers on this podcast. Like I said, LSU lost, but it was, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think that was a bad loss. If anything, I came away more impressed with LSU than I thought I was. But they did lose the Vanderbilt the game before, and that I was not impressed by. And they did lose by like nine points. So, and they do have a loss to East Tennessee State. So maybe they're not as good as we all think. But I've been really impressed at, with their development. There's prior to the the Vanderbilt game. I was really impressed with their development as the season has progressed. Uh, at number 15, I got Florida state and they got a big one. Uh, but shit, when you listen to this, this is going up tonight. They got a big one at Florida. I mean, at Duke, I think Florida state's counterfeit earlier in the year. I was buying in a little bit when they won at Louisville, but after that, man, they got lucky against a bunch of teams. They got lucky against UVA. One of the times they lost the other one to UVA. They got lucky. I, I felt like against Miami, even Notre Dame a little bit. So we'll see the Seminoles. Maybe, maybe, like I said, it's a long season. So maybe, maybe it's good to have a couple losses in the middle and then rediscover yourself and go on a run. But uh, I got the Seminoles at 15 at 14. And this might be the highest I think I've ever, I've been covering college basketball. I've been a fan for a long time. I got the Colorado Buffaloes at number 14. Hey, do I believe this? Do I truly believe this team can go far? No. But yes, they could. They also could lose in the first round because they're a strange team. You saw them lose to UCLA. Like, how the fuck did you lose to UCLA? You beat Dayton, but you lose to UCLA? I mean, you beat Oregon. You beat a bunch of teams that are decent, but you've lost to some bad teams too. But the Buffs, McKinley Wright, they're a veteran team. You always got to like the veteran team trend in the NCAA tournament despite uh, their problems like like 10 days ago against UCLA or whatever that was. But since then, they've rattled off some wins and the buffs uh, climb up to number 14. At number 13, I got the Villanova Wildcats. Sure, they lost to uh, this to uh, Seton Hall. I'm sure they lost the game before that to Butler at the buzzer. But I still think this team is really talented. I still wouldn't want to play them. I still think like right now when I was analyzing this, Colorado might, you could argue that Colorado's got a better resume than Villanova. However, I think that if they played in the tournament for all the marbles, I'm going Nova to win that game. And their resume, that's not like Nova's resume is bad. Nova's got quality wins too. I think it's a fair argument. At number 12, I got the Maryland Terrapins. I know that, that you know, some have them at nine. And maybe I do need to have them higher, but we'll see. We'll see. They got a couple games. I think they get Nebraska next, which should be easy. It's in, it's in college uh, park, 
but I just still, I, I'm, I turgeon. I need, I need to see more. I am a hater a little bit. At number 11, I got Kentucky, the Wildcats covering for me in Tennessee. And I still say if Kentucky and Maryland played right now in the NCAA tournament, I'm taking Kentucky. I'm taking Kentucky. All right. I want to get to the top 10. And then we got, we got some, some, a lot of Twitter questions. Some of them fucking hilarious. Um, where were we at here? Oh, the college experience is brought to you by monkey knife fight. Hey buddy. Yeah. You, you love fantasy sports. Of course you do. You're the guy who others come to when they pick their fantasy team, or if they want the hottest tips on who to pick, you know, who to pick up, who to draft or who to pick up from the waiver wire. You're that guy. You think about this stuff all the time. You're a damn savant wearing inside outside sweatpants right now, right? So how come you're not playing daily fantasy on monkeyknifefight.com? It's the fastest growing daily fantasy site on the planet. Why? Because it's pure awesomeness. At monkeyknifefight.com, you're playing against the house. There are no uh say sharks. No confusing interface and no advanced degree needed for, for, you know, from, from an engineering school or some shit to have a snowball's chance in hell of winning. Nope. Lots of people win all the time on monkeyknifefight.com. They got some awesome b-ball, hockey, golf. Go to monkeyknifefight.com now and sign up. New users sign up with the promo code SGP and receive a hundred dollar match bonus for up to a hundred dollars. Just use the code, use the promo code SGP at monkeyknifefight.com. There we go. Okay. Top 10, database style, no spin zone. <laughs> uh, my number 10 team in the country, and I've been really impressed with, the, with the, watching this team. I've watched them a few times the past two weeks. The Penn State Nittany Lions. And I, I don't ever recall me ever thinking to be a top 10 team ever in basketball, but this team can play. And I'm going to tell you something. This team could, this team could go deep in the NCAA tournament. It could really go deep. I'm impressed with this team. They almost squandered that opportunity. They did do a dumb foul against Michigan state, but I mean, they whooped Minnesota's ass. I know the score was says only seven points, but they, they were whooping Minnesota's ass. They were beaten. They went to Michigan state. And we're the better team the whole game, the whole fucking game. So I got the Nittany Lions at 10. At number nine, I got the Auburn Tigers. Now I know this is a Jekyll and Hyde team. <laughs> they were getting their ass beat the whole game. They come back strong. And when they come back, they come back, man. Uh, this is their DNA. This is what they've done for the past couple of years. Bruce Pearl. Love him or hate him, you gotta give the guy credit. It, that I can't believe they won that game against LSU. Like even right now, I can't believe they won that game. They were getting out rebounded. They were getting. They, LSU was playing better basketball in almost every facet of the game. But uh, give it up for the Tigers, Auburn getting it done, just like they did against Arkansas. You think they're not the better team? when you watch these things, but yet when it matters in the final couple of minutes, this team's got that 
I don't dare I say je ne sais quoi. <laughs> what am I fucking talking about here? Top 10. Okay. Auburn, number nine. Number eight, I got Seton Hall, the Pirates. This team's running away with the Big East. They're running away. That was a huge win at Nova. Yeah, I think they're as dangerous as any team in the nation. Miles Powell could score with the best of them. This team could win the national championship. Do I think they will? I don't think so, but they could. Just like Auburn could, or just like any fucking team I've mentioned tonight, probably. Um, but Seton Hall's running away with the Big East. They're going to be the one seed. It's pretty, I, I would be very surprised now if they're not the one seed. Uh, at number seven is Duke. And they got this win. And I still say, and they got a win against Kansas. You know I mean? Not, not in the past week, but I'm saying they have a good resume still. They pulled this win out their ass against North Carolina, but it was a fantastic game. Fantastic game. That's why you watch. I haven't seen it. Like that's why you watch college basketball regular season. People can talk all the shit they want to a Duke Carolina game an LSU Auburn game that I just watched this weekend is better than any shit I've seen in the NBA regular season ever. Probably really ever. Um, but Duke, this team's probably overrated based on what I've seen lately. They got lucky against Boston college. I thought a little bit, but right now, based on resume, when I review the resume, I think they have a better, they have some better wins than the other schools do. Then Auburn does and Seton hall does Seton hall. You could really make that argument. And I think if they played on a neutral court, I think Seton hall is the better roster. But Duke's at number seven. At number six, I got the Kansas Jayhawks. Now I know Duke beat Kansas, but I still think Kansas has the better roster and better team. And especially that just the way they've played lately, Kansas more convincing. Um, so give it up for the Jayhawks at six at number five. I got Louisville took care of Virginia, even though Virginia somehow covered that bullshit. We're going to learn a lot more about Louisville in the next couple of weeks. I think they get Duke. No, no, no. They already beat Duke. What do they get? They get Florida state again. I think and they get Virginia again. I think they should probably win all those. They're the best team in the ACC. I think Front, start to finish. You evaluate that roster start to, I don't know, player to player. What the fuck am I talking about? They're the best team. I really believe they're the best team in the ACC. Um, and my top five really stays the same. At number four, I got Dayton huge win over St. Louis. I almost moved Dayton ahead of San Diego state, but then I'm like, wait, San Diego state still hasn't lost a fucking game. So San Diego state stays at three at two. I got Gonzaga and Gonzaga. I almost had San Diego state jump Gonzaga like a week ago, but after Gonzaga's very convincing win, which happens to be on the background of my television right now, I can't, I can't take them away from number two. And at number one, I got Baylor. Baylor looks like the best team in the country to me. Still no one fucks with them. They have athleticism. They got three guards or three guys that can take you off the dribble. They can shoot threes. They can block shots. They can rebound. I don't really see the weakness in the Baylor bears. Um, so that is the database top 25. And now let's answer some Twitter questions before I get out of here. Um, uh, but before I do I want to tell you also to play the NBA frauds contest, guys, we're giving away a thousand dollars. Find the fraudulent NBA teams, pick two teams from each group that will, will perform the worst in the second half of the season. 
Go to sgpn.io backslash NBA frauds. That's sgpn.io backslash NBA frauds to pick your frauds today. Okay. This is fun. This is fun. I mean, I'm doing solo and I hate doing solo, but I'm having fun here, especially because I got to see some of these Twitter questions. All right. Coming on first, I got about six or seven of these questions. Oh, actually, no, I think I have more. I just saw a new one. Um, at large herd four, four, seven, the XFL must expand. What cities should they expand to and why? I love how he says they must expand. And we're one week in. I get it. It's eight teams. I want more too, dude. You know what I mean? Like I want as much football as possible. I'd love to have 30 fucking teams, but you don't want to blow your load too early. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, I, I, we don't even know that they're going to get ratings like they did in weekend. Number two, I think, I think they have this thing figured out. I believe in spring football or year round football. And I think if they can keep the, the product that quality, and I ex- actually expect it to get better because the teams are going to get more used to each other. I think it will work. I really think it will work. I believe in it. Um, but I need to see the results also because Joe Schmo turning in, maybe he, maybe uh, everything I read on social media was for the most part. Good. Makes me think the fans want to be there. And I, so I'd only think that wouldn't get enhanced. You know what I mean? As teams, as the teams get better, as the season moves along, I expect more DC fans to be there. I expect more, Dallas and Houston fans to be there. I'm going to go represent the LA Wildcats some. Um, so I, I would think that, but, but okay. What city should they expand to and why? I mean, this is far away. I don't think this is something they do this year or next year. Maybe, maybe, maybe year three. If they, if the numbers are looking great. East coast. I, I mean, I don't know what the fuck you want me to say here. I'm going to name four. Here, I'll give you four teams, four cities on the East and West that they should do. So adding eight more teams, making it a 16-team league. I think the obvious one in the East Coast is Chicago because of the media market, and I do think it's a strong football culture there. You know, even Chicago's not far from from Milwaukee. I just did this drive. Um, just took the Amtrak also. did both. And I think fans in Wisconsin would probably come out too. So I, I think Chicago is a no brainer media market. Tons of humans live in Chicago. Um, after that, give me, I'm going to go Philadelphia. I'll tell you this actually Philadelphia or Pittsburgh. You pick, I want to say Philly. Maybe Pittsburgh, I, I feel it's sneaky. Pittsburgh's sneaky because it's such a football town. Not to say that Philly's not. Philly's got more people, so I think maybe you go Philly because the media market. But it would be interesting if they did Pittsburgh. Um, so that you cover that. So, um, I think you probably stay away from Boston with the Patriots, maybe. Give me, I'm going to go Chicago, Philly. Give me a team in the southeast. I mean, it's hard to not say Atlanta or New Orleans or something. Um, maybe even Nashville. Give me, give, give me Atlanta though. Even though I know, but that, see the problem with Atlanta is the AAF fans didn't turn out. No one fucking showed up for those games in Atlanta. 
So actually scratch Atlanta. Give me, let's go. Give me Nashville. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say Nashville, Chicago, Philadelphia, and fucking give me either Boston or Buffalo. Give me Buffalo. Buffalo fans will show up. They got nothing to do out there. It's cold as fuck. And it'll be a great home crowd. Bills fans are the best. Yeah. They should definitely do Buffalo. Those are my four in the East four in the West. Uh, I think the obvious here is San Diego. They, they, they had a good turnout for the AAF. I think they would turn out again. I think Denver, give me, give me Denver, San Diego. Give me Portland. Portland comes out for those soccer games. And I'm trying to think San Francisco or Vegas or Phoenix. San, I mean, San Antonio, maybe, but do you want three Texas teams? But San Antonio's turnout were great in the AAF. Give me San Francisco, though. I think it's the biggest market you probably want to touch. You probably want to go for big markets. I don't know how many fans would show up to San Francisco. I want to say their turnouts were decent in the old school XFL, but that was 20 years ago. I don't know. The, uh, give me, give me San Francisco though. It's too big of a market. Uh, those are my, those are my expansion XFL things. Next up, staying in the XFL. Um, at XFL gym, your favorite XFL moment from this weekend. Um, honestly, seeing Donnell Pumphrey get blasted. And I like Donnell Pumphrey, but he got blasted. I also loved seeing that quarterback. Uh, who was it? The backup for the Wildcats got blasted. I like seeing hits. I want to see real football. I don't want to see those calls. I don't want to see, you know, we subscribe to this for a reason. There's a reason why football was so successful in this country. It wasn't because we like to see pass interference flags, but I like to, I liked how the XFL didn't throw too many flags. I still want to see a kickoff a better version of a kickoff, but that's me. It seems like I'm in the minority on that, on that opinion. Um, and then my other favorite moment was seeing Jerry Glanville rocking two headsets. That was fucking hilarious, but he just looks like a G I'm excited to, uh, to see Glanville back in it. And then uh, XFL Jim, second part of the question goes in. You, will you and Patty see Garage Boys be at the first XFL Wildcats game next Sunday? As of right now, I think I think that's a go. I think that's happening. So if anyone else, any listeners out there are in uh, in LA and going to that game, hit me up. Let's grab a beer. Um, next up is from at D underscore buckets. How did Sam Mendez lose to Bong Joon Ho for uh, best director? Lost a ton. I'll hang up and listen. This is a fucking hilarious question because I don't know what the fuck. I didn't see any of the movies. Sam Mendes did 1917, which I hear is fantastic. And the other guy did uh, what parasite. I don't know. It's Hollywood. It's fucking Oscars. They never give I mean, some, they miss on that shit all the time. It's all, it's all subjective. Award shows are fucking retarded. That's just my two cents. I mean, sure. I'll go there. Invite me. I'd love to go there and see hot chicks and drink, but I'm saying like, it's all subjective. Like good movies, a good movie. You compare it like apples and oranges, man. You know, I mean, Shawshank Redemption didn't win. It lost to like, I think Pulp Fiction or something. Both are fantastic films. Who am I to say that one is better than the other on certain days? I like Pulp Fiction better on certain days. I like Shawshank better. Um, 
Next up is from at, I don't know, is this Karn, uh, Karn one L space. Have you ever bombed worse than the Dallas renegades did today? <laughs> hey, the Dallas renegades. All right. My guy, Philip Nelson kind of laid an egg, but, uh, but Hey, they weren't throwing vertically. How mummy you got work to do. Landry Jones needs to come back. He was doing drywall. Apparently he was pulling up. It's like major league. When they asked the coach to, to come manage the Cleveland Indians, he's like, I got some drywall. I got to put up. Apparently Landry Jones had the same thing going on. Um, did I ever bomb more than look? I mean, they didn't, I, we were on that. We were on that man, but yeah, I've bombed way worse. Actually to answer your question, I have bombed way, way worse. Cause Dallas, it's not like Dallas looked horrible. They had some drops. They had their chances to score. Couldn't get it done. Uh, I bombed way worse, man. I've bombed so bad before. I, I don't know if I've ever told this story. I did a, uh, I was in Brooklyn or New York. I was in like Manhattan, I think. And I did a comedy show with a buddy of mine. And while we're at the comedy show, we get done and we're meeting some of the, the crowd and we get invited to, or we basically not invited to, we get asked if we'd come to this venue the next night for $200. I think it was, or maybe he didn't even tell me the price. He just said for money. I don't remember. This is like 10 years ago or eight years ago or something. But, uh, of course we say yes, but they didn't tell us any details. So when we show up, we find out it's an old folks home <laughs> and the lineup is me, my friend, and then a third comic. And the only reason I'm going for, I mean, I don't know. We just had, had to draw straws essentially, but I'm like, Oh fuck, man. It's like, it's like a, a cafeteria full of old people, like a hundred old people. And I made the mistake. I learned a valuable lesson here. Stick to your guns. We, I'd gone cross country doing stand up that whole, I'd done like over a hundred shows that year with my material that I had gone over and over and over and over with. And I, uh, I finally, uh, you know, I'm at this old folks home and I'm like, well, shit, I'm not going to do this material. Cause this is pretty vulgar stuff. I don't think they can identify with a lot of the shit I'm talking about, you know, Xbox jokes and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I, I had some retarded shit at the time. Like, I mean, it was current. Uh, I thought it was funny, but I'm saying like it didn't, I don't think it would have identified the old people would have been like, what the hell is this dude talking about? Uh, but in, th in hindsight, I should have just stuck to that because at least I had that worked out. But instead I switch over to some shit I hadn't done in five years that I remember my dad liking. Uh, and then I tried to do that and I fucking just ate a huge dick. Like for like 20 minutes, man, I was up there for like 20 minutes and it was so bad. I didn't get one laugh, man. I didn't get one fucking laugh. It was really miserable. And, uh, I think the only good thing that came from it, and this wasn't even, this is the only comment I enjoyed is I was fuck. Not only was I bad cause you, you try to pull something out from like five years before you don't remember everything. So that was my mistake. I should have got no laughs really i think the only good line i had was that i think i said i hope you guys all have alzheimer's so none of you remember this fucking shit and then they didn't like that line but i think that's the only line that i remember liking and that was ad-libbed so i definitely bombed way more i bombed way more i did like a fucking hostel like in the past year and i bombed horribly like a big like chinese uh like 
30 fucking Chinese people or Japanese people or something in my, uh, in this hostel comedy show. That's sometimes good. Sometimes bad. I, I eat a fucking. So yeah, to answer your question, I buy way more. Don't freak out, man. I think Dallas and Bob Stoops will get it together. Let Landry Jones come back. Philip Nelson. I like you, man. You're my guy. ECU, but he, he looked, he didn't stretch the field much today. Now he did have some drops. I'm not going to blame it all on him. They, they definitely dropped the ball. Uh, shit. One of them might've been a touchdown. They've got dropped. Um, at, up next is uh, at Polly Poodle. Nail down your favorite two teams in the country to win six straight in the tournament, and then give us two realistic long shots. Man, this is a fucking hard question, Polly. Uh, right now, I got Baylor's got to be in there. Baylor's got to be because they look like the most complete team to me in the country to win six in a row. I got Baylor. Oh man, where's the, where's my top twenty five? That could win six in a row. <sighs> Give me a. Yeah. That's fucking hard. Baylor is the for sure one that I like. Win six in a row. Give me, give me Baylor and give me Kansas. I guess. I don't know. Gonzaga, San Diego State, and Dayton all could. It matters their seedings. I, give me, I'm going to say Baylor and Kansas. I'm staying <laughs> big 12, I guess for some reason this year, I've been all about the big 12 and football and basketball. Um, and then two surprise teams that could win it all is the other part of the question. Let me see here. Two long shots. Okay. If they get their shit together in time, a couple long shots would be I'm going to say the Oregon Ducks. They're struggling right now. But if they get their shit together, they could. Another long shot that let's go mid-major. I'm going to give I'm going to cuz I just feel like I should give you a mid-major that could fucking really do it. Huh. Let's go. Hmm. To, to rattle off five or six in a row. I can't even, I don't even know how I'm saying Oregon. They look like shit lately, but I'm just saying their talent, they could do that. They're talented enough to do that. Um, Give me a mid-major. Let me think here. Who could be dangerous? Hmm. Shit, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go Rhode Island. Rhode Island could go deep in the tournament. I I'm gonna be at the game tomorrow at Dayton or two days from now. Yeah, tomorrow at Dayton. I think Dayton's gonna win that game, but I think Rhode Island and they got a little bit of killer instinct with Fats Russell. I hope that helps. It's a fucking really hard year to answer those questions. Um, all right, a few more questions, and I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Um, from at Dick Puncher, who gives us his, his hilarious questions every week. Why do they bother sterilizing needles before lethal injections? Is that true? They do that. I mean, I guess that's a very good question. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not very educated on the, uh, on the topic, but I'd say, yeah, why does it matter? 
maybe they don't, I don't know. To, to prove that they're not putting the person through more pain? I don't fucking know. But I, I'm on board with you. Why do they do that? They shouldn't do that. Who gives a fuck? Right? And your second question, Dick Puncher, is which XFL player is most likely to have performed a golden hurricane? <laughs> I wish I had Patty C for this question. Which XFL player do you think has performed a golden hurricane? Ho, ho, ho. Hmm. Off the top of my head, my first one, my first reaction, I, I'm a homer, I'm an ECU guy, but Philip Nelson. He seems he strikes me as the type. Um, that's a quarterback for the Dallas Renegades, by the way, if you didn't know that. But uh, if I had to think of another one, Golden Shower. I'm going to say, I'm going to throw out Cardell Jones. She probably had a really good time. Probably pussy was just flying off the fucking shelves in Columbus. See, Philip Nelson was at East Carolina when they were horrible. But East Carolina, you can... Because Scotty Montgomery was their coach, but I'm saying ECU, you still party like shit. Just the fact your quarterback, even if you're three and nine, I still feel like that can easily get accomplished on a weekend in Greenville. But Cardell Jones, like he was the man at Ohio State for a year there. I could see girls saying, "Please, fucking give me a golden hurricane." You know, <laughs> I really feel like that. Uh, so those are my answers on that. Okay, uh, next up at. Read option E4. It's Oscars night. Besides Crocodile Dundee. That's right, baby. Pick Dundee. What are your top five movies from the from, from the 80s? I have no fucking idea how to answer this question. I'm just going to rattle off some. I'm only going to do comedy. Look, I'm a fucking comic. I'm answering comedies. I'm not going to go into fucking all movies. Top five from the 80s. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Like flawless fucking comedy. Um, eighties. Weekend at Bernie's. Bernie Lomax. Shout out. Two, three. Does Tango and Cash count as a comedy? I think it does, but in case it doesn't, I'm gonna say this Commando should count as a fucking comedy too. Blow off some steam, Bennett. If they don't, if you're strict, strictly comedies, even though your question didn't even say comedies, just trying to give you fucking five comedies. Let's go. Spaceballs, three, Major League, four. And Christmas Vacation, five. If not that, then fucking Uncle Buck, maybe, or something. I'm trying to think. Fletch. Fletch. You've heard me talk this before. I feel like I've gone through this exact segment before. So maybe you really did want five the best movies, but I'm, I'm not going to give, I don't even know five best movies. All right. Fucking. I don't know. Uh, next up from B hard sports. First XFL coach to get fired. Tressman plus 200. I'm hoping it's Tressman. I'm on board with Tressman because I really want Tressman to get fired. So that Jerry Glanville becomes the head coach. As you see Glanville decked out like a G. I got nothing against Tressman but he's in the way of our guy, Jerry Glanville. I know he's 77 years old or some shit. I don't care. It's like the Bill Snyder thing. Coach forever. Give me Glanville all day. Uh, but I think it's a safe bet. Vipers look like shit today. They look like absolute shit, but it's only one week. We might be hitting the panic button. Who else? I don't think Winston Moss will get fired. 
You didn't have Josh Johnson. Zorn, they look better than I thought they would be. So yeah, I think the no brainer right here is Tressman based off week one. And our final question at Mr. Jacks, three, one, nine, two, one, eight, four, seven. Jesus, you put your fucking phone number in there. Should I use darts or a coin flip to fill in your fill in my bracket? Anything is better than me as a better dude this year. Fucking coin flip. I had a year where we, we had like everyone in my neighborhood turn in the, the bracket. My mother won. My mother doesn't watch any college basketball, but this year it's even worse. Like that year, that wasn't even that bad. Like, I mean, we all had bad years obviously because my mother won, but I mean, this year, dude, you can sit there and go through one through 60. I know that I you know the top 60 teams are not going to make the tournament. I think what the top 40 probably will or 40 of the top 60 probably will, but man. Yeah. Fucking darts. <laughs> Flip a coin's too easy. Fucking put it on the dartboard. Put it on the fucking dartboard. Guys, this is the college experience. I'm so, I'm sorry I'm rocking solo. I got NC Nick coming on Wednesday. For live from Indianapolis. We're gonna go check out the Hoosiers basketball court, the uh, classic basketball stadium, that Butler Stadium. I forget the fucking name of it right now. But this is the college experience. I appreciate you guys all listening. If you haven't, please share this thing. We're an independent feed now. Uh, you know, I, I, I lobbied for this and I, our numbers, uh, they're decent, but I want them to be better. So please, if you can tell a friend or uh, please leave us an iTunes comment, that always helps. I say this every week, but I really mean it more since we've gone independent. If you can leave us an iTunes comment, it means so much to us. If I've ever sent you a shirt or bought you a beer or made you laugh on this show, Please, if you can, leave us an iTunes comment, hopefully five stars and saying something good about the show. But we are the college experience. And once again, I will be in uh, Cleveland tonight. If you're in Cleveland, I'm at the Colby D on Twitter. Message me. Let's get a beer. I'm in Dayton on Tuesday. I'm on Indianapolis. I'm in Indianapolis on Wednesday. Let's get up college basketball season. I hope you're enjoying the XFL shit. It's college football season year round too. We talk it too. It just, not much to talk about besides Michigan state, uh, Luke fickle, I guess. I don't know, but this is the college experience. Patty C is a part of the college experience. You can find him on, on Twitter at Patty C a three one. You can find NC Nick on Twitter at NC underscore Nick. You can find me on Twitter at the Colby D and you can find the sports gambling podcast network on Twitter at the SGPN network. Or, I'm sorry. The SGP network. All right. I hope you guys hit me up. Leave us a comment or hit me up. Let's grab a beer. You're in the fucking area. This is the college experience, guys. You better start thinking about yours. And we out.